you want me to get started, I'll get started. God, leave. Tommy, you've been gone for no, three weeks. No, he's not. Send me around just because you don't have a pause no more. <laughs> Tom, Tom's all of a sudden motivated. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Why is hungry? Come on, let's get going. Welcome back, everyone, to our Almost Perfect podcast. We are all here in Corpus Christi, Texas, together at the same time in the same Zoom meeting, and we are here for you. So glad you are tuning in this week. I am John, the one raising the roof right there next to me is Wade. Wade, how are you, brother? I'm amazing. I'm getting ready to go on vacation for two Sundays, so. I bet that's a good feeling. It is. It is. All right. Where are you going? Can you, can you disclose uh, that information? Uh, mostly staycation. We're going to go to a couple of football games. Then we're going up to Texas OU next weekend. Oh, that's exciting. Ooh, and then wow. we'll be in Austin. We'll be in Austin the following weekend for uh, um, Oklahoma State. And I've got a 60th birthday in the middle of all of that. So that's kind of. Who's turning 60? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe it? I think I need to find some more staff members around here. You guys are old. <laughs> <laughs> There are younger people, but they don't have the wisdom as we do. That's true. That's true. That's true. And what do you what do you what do you put in your beard to keep it from being gray? (laughs) Speaking of beards, Tom, what's going on, brother? Yes, yes. I am not going on vacation, and uh, and for all those who may be tuning in from. Uh, out of Corpus Christi, it's a beautiful day outside, and you notice these guys are all inside. So they're in; they're working from the inside, but I'm working from the outside. Yeah. So I mean, you're better than uh, us. I mean, I don't know what that means. There's a sermon in that somewhere, but I I can't yeah. find it. He he. That means he sprung for the better internet connection. That's what that means. What oh. what what <laughs> what it means is if if it was an inside job, it wasn't me. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then speaking of top suspects, Brad. How you doing, Brad? I'm holding my number up. <laughs> Profile yeah, right. I'm doing good. We're uh, we're getting ready for a new Wesley nurse, so we're moving some furniture around here. So um, and and still struggling with air conditioning, but hey man, we are still good. Everything is good. God is good, church is good. Okay. I'm doing pretty Amen. Well, good to hear. It's been a, been a few weeks since we've been together, fellas. Hope you've been well. I uh, hope the churches and the families have been doing okay as well. I had uh, cars are my enemy right now. I had to replace Uh-oh. two batteries last week. I think I'm probably going to get a brake job this week. Uh, just paid for two surgeries in our family and physical therapy. So I know this is charged conference appointment. I'm not like telling y'all guys to give me a, a raise or anything if you're listening to church, but golly, man. These cars are expensive. Uh-huh. And then I felt I was humiliated, guys. Let me just tell you, I was humiliated. So we have a Dodge, and the battery is actually behind the front wheel, the driver's side wheel. Yeah, that's how they make space. And so you had to take the wheel off to get to the battery. Guys, I could not get the wheel off. I have never had trouble getting the wheel off. But they torqued it so much, I could not get it off myself. I had to take it in for somebody to replace it. So, um Here's my man card. I have it right here. Um, go ahead and take that, please. Because 200 and something dollars later, jeez, man. Yeah, oh, wow. crazy. Just crazy to pull stuff. the wheel off. <laughs> pull the wheel off, change the battery and everything. Oh, else. Yeah. get the battery in there, too. I got you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. 
where were you guys on the day of Saturday? Do you have an alibi for Saturday, September the 25th? I was in prayer all day and reflection. Oh man, I didn't wear my boots today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I have my watch Saturday, September 25th, I was on my way to uh, Wimberley. Okay, as long as you guys can prove all this, because, 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 you know what, guys, I have several stories I want to get through, and there's no way I can go through all of them uh, the way I would normally do. So let's do this. Let's play a, a rapid fire, what's the sermon, right? I'll give okay. you the story, and you tell me what the sermon is, all right? Sculpture of Humpty Dumpty on a toilet stolen in Wisconsin. Police in Wisconsin. <laughs> Police in Wisconsin are attempting to locate a $1,400 bronze sculpture of nursery rhyme character Humpty Dumpty sitting on a toilet. And appropriately, this uh, piece, this art piece is called Dumpty Humpty. I always okay. thought Humpty Dumpty was full of it. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Yeah, just for the crack. That caused a great fall. Mm-hmm. Was this was a was this a was this a sermon that kind of talked about the idea of kenosis? You tell me. You're the, you're the Empty. best preacher. Emptying Empty. yourself. <laughs> if you can be I using big words true. around here, man. I mean, <laughs> no sermon there. No nothing no else. No sermon, man. I, I no would sermon. Skip that. Yeah. All right. How about this one then? Ohio haunted house. I saw the haunted house downtown. Just getting ready to open if it hasn't already. Right. Oh, cool. Ohio. Ohio haunted house actor accidentally stabs boy he was trying to scare, police say. An actor at, a, at an Ohio haunted house accidentally stabbed an 11-year-old boy on Saturday. Uh, officers were called to the Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds in Berlin. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga, excuse me. Uh, the boy arrived at the haunted house and was approached by one of the actors who was carrying a large Bowie knife. The police report said the 22-year-old man scraped the knife along the ground in the front of the group and then stabbed at the ground near the boy's feet to scare him. The knife went through the child's Croc-style shoe and cut his toe. The lesson there probably has more to do with Crocs than pretty much anything else. (laughs) What's the lesson with Crocs? Don't wear Crocs (laughs) in the haunted house? Yeah, I mean, don't wear Crocs around sharp things. Yeah, it's a haunted house. They have axes. They have all kinds of stuff there. You know, why would you wear Crocs? No. When's the last time you've been to a haunted house? Other than a real one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was at Tom's place a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with Tom around sharp objects, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, clear, clearly he's not using sharp objects. Right I, was, <laughs> I was in Wisconsin, but I was not in Ohio. I'll just say that. Oh, you were in Wisconsin. So where's that sculpture, man? I need to show you guys a picture. Check out well, this picture. Well, I was I, actually, if it, if you'd asked the week, I think it was the week or two weeks earlier, I would have been there. I mean, that's a great piece of art right there. I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah. Which one? Is, <laughs> it's, oh, it, it's yes. actually the one that uh, that uh, we're all covering. Oh, excuse me. Well, well, that's you know, this is a a G PG rated. <laughs> So we have to cover up certain parts. Did we ever? Who gave us that rating? I don't remember that. Did we ever decide on that? Was that voted? Did we cast lots for that? Or anything? Uh, yeah, I misspoke. I know we've never been G-rated. 
<laughs> uh, so no sermon with the stabbing? No sermon there? Okay. Uh, you know, give me a few weeks for that. I'll, I'll think about it. And I'm thinking through that process of, well, yeah, parents do not try this at home. Yeah, yeah. Not again, right? Yeah, not again. I think if I was putting together a church um, haunted house, one of my suggestions would be no real knives, axes, or implements of destruction. Aren't Chainsaws. those available? Uh, they're available in rubber and plastic, right? Yeah, but I mean, what, how scary is that, right? Well, I mean, is is the thrill of potentially getting stabbed? Is that part of the fun now? I mean, oh, there may uh, there's an argument for that. I think you're right about that. Did he did he have to pay extra for that? I don't know. Did he get a <laughs> refund? <laughs> did the actor get fired? I mean, do you get fired after you stab somebody on the he job? Got arrested, didn't he? <laughs> there goes OSHA, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right, right. There you go, man. Totally wrong. Whole thing going there. I haven't been to a haunted house probably since I was. I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. I, it's not really my thing. I'm not really. I, I do love time. watching the videos online of yeah. when they have, you know, people that get scared in these in these haunted houses and it just gets so, I do love watching those videos. But anyway, I'm sorry, Brad, go ahead. I was going to say the last one I think I was in was, I was actually in it. I was, we were doing it as a youth project probably 30 years ago in a, in a youth group ministry for the kids. And we couldn't be overly scary, you know. <laughs> it was it was kind of tame, you know, like walking through Candyland, but it wasn't spooky. Hey, guys, guys, boo. <laughs> okay. I'm going to scare you now, okay? Yeah, right. yeah I wish I could be in that meeting. Okay, we're going we're we're gonna to frighten children for Jesus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> toward prayer. Uh, uh, yeah, when you say that, I, I you know, the, the, the grapes used for eyeballs and stuff like that yeah. uh actually i i uh i was part of a being hazed uh with a college football program you know and unfortunately they didn't haze us after the last cuts because i would have never had to come through it but but uh i i suddenly realized that's the closest i've been to uh uh a haunted house they blindfolded us and started sticking things in our mouths so uh, jalapenos, I think, were the worst thing, and that's not bad. So, yeah. <clears throat> sounds like a jolly good time, man. Uh, I'm telling you. I think I'd rather get stabbed in the toe. All right, last one, last one. <clears throat> um, this, this is my headline Drunk Man Finds Himself. Uh, in a scene worthy of a comedy sketch, a Turkish man joined a search party for a missing person, not realizing the individual being pursued was him. <laughs> well, I've seen him around here somewhere, man. I, I know I've seen him in Turkey. <laughs> turkey, wild turkey. Uh, Behan Mutlu, 51, went drinking with a friend in a forest in the town of Inigol, Northwest Turkey, late Tuesday. His he, wife went, he, he went drinking in a forest, like you do. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> his wife reported him missing after he did not return home, and she heard he had walked away with his friend drunk. Uh, there were some rescue was his friend, teams. His friend was drunk, or he was named drunk? Was that, I didn't catch, was there a comma there? 
And there was a comma there. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, see, teens were called in to find Mutlu, Mutlu, who had gone to sleep in a house in the forest. Uh, he came across members of the search party in the morning and decided to help them find the missing person. <laughs> I only have one. I have one question, and only one question. This house in the forest was there a big bad wolf? <laughs> were there breadcrumbs <laughs> coming from it, something like that? You know. <laughs> Hey man, give it up. He woke up, and the first thing he sees is a group of people looking for somebody. He doesn't ask questions. He just gets up and starts looking himself. I mean, come on, give well, him some does that say? Does that say more about him or the people that were looking for him? <laughs> they don't know who they're looking for. <laughs> they didn't have a picture of him. <laughs> and, and he realized he was the. <laughs> I'm sorry. He realized he was the focus of the search when they began calling his name. <laughs> How many times did he call his own name before he realized that? Yes. <laughs> me. Where are you, me? Me. That's the <laughs> Must best be another. Well, had. what was his name again? So I told. Here you go. I told them I was Behan Mutlu, but they continued to search. He said they didn't believe me. The truth came out when my friend Masut saw me. <laughs> he was a part of the search team for more than half an hour. Where's the sermon, guys? Give me the sermon. Come on. I was lost and now I'm found. That's just, that's just amazing grace, uh, the comedy yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we, we could build our own sketch uh, around that, right. uh, couldn't we? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think a youth group has ever made up a better sketch than that about amazing grace. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would say. I'm just, I'm just imagining him, you know, all of them calling Batoon, Batoon. And he's going, there must be another Batoon in the forest. I didn't know. I thought yeah. I was the only one. How many do you think there are, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't like know us. What, hey, you haven't been to Turkey. You don't want to know what the common name is. You, you're like, right. That could, could be, be like the name John. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm assuming there's more than one. Just not in the forest at the same time. Missing. The other ones are out having coffee in the morning, you know, reading right. their newspaper, <laughs> not not running away from their wife. Right. Uh, oh, I love people, man. I really do. All right. Let's uh, that was incredible. That made my day right there. That was hilarious. I expect that to be in everyone's sermon this weekend. I don't know how you do it. Fit it in. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. You just tell that story. So. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm off. If that's yeah. the direction. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Jesus looking at the guy by the water and saying, "Don't you want to get well? You know, hey, don't you want to be found?" I don't know. Okay. See, it's see, these sermons. These sermons are there. That's my point, right? They, they are, are there. We just gotta. Was he? The, was he the one, or was he the ninety-nine? That would be my question. Oh. Uh, as with everybody else, he joined the 99. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he didn't know he was the one. Maybe yeah. that there's it, there it is. You don't even know you're lost. Oh, wow. That's BG. That will preach. That's one of those home run ones, oh, y'all. Yeah. There you go. You way to bring it home. Yeah, very good. That's just what I do, bro. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have another story here that's a little more, uh, I don't know, I guess serious, kind of serious, right? Um, so I'll give you the headline, and then we can talk a little more about it, and I'll, I'll read through it and uh, see what this uh, says about us, not just us here in this group, but us as American Christians, as American church, um, us 
as people who are addicted to social media, right? Uh, us as uh, whoever that might be. All right, so top Christian American pages on Facebook, according to an October 2019 uh, uh, document, reveals that they were run by Eastern European troll farms. Do you guys know what an internet troll is? I don't. I mean, I, I, I know what trolls are, but troll farms is uh, different. So this is actually important, I think, because it ties into what's going on. Brad, you were going to say, what, what is an internet troll? Tell us, please. Uh, well, a troll is someone who's uh, enticing people to click on their articles and telling uh, something that they think somebody wants to hear, but it's not always factual. And the idea is to gain information about the person who clicks on it. And then they can sell that information. There's all kinds of ways trolls work. Uh, yeah. And clones come out of that. You know, you, you oftentimes get folks that come up and say, hey, I just got another friend. Uh, invitation or friend invite from you and um, the, you, you've been hacked. Well, the truth is they haven't been hacked. They've just been cloned. And, and it's because they've clicked on something and all of a sudden that num that your name comes up on somebody's register of somebody clicked on this and then they can go ahead and sell that to whoever wants to buy it, to clone it, to try to entice people to go another way. I, there's all sorts of ways trolls work. There are. And, and one of the ways that uh, ties into to this one is uh, I think that's a part of it, but also just um, people share stuff, say stuff or comment stuff that is is hateful, is it's, it's meant to get you going. Right. It's provocative. Like, provocative. Yeah. They don't Science. care about the conversation. They don't care about the subject matter. They don't care about sharing an opinion. They just they're trying to get something out of you. And what tends to happen is, I mean, they, they do their job well and they get people um, riled up. And so <clears throat> the point is that uh, 19 out of the top 20, again, October 2019, 19 out of the top 20 Facebook page, Christian Facebook, Facebook pages were run by troll farms. So these are groups of people whose whole uh, intent is to be internet trolls. They're not trying to share information. They're not trying to uh, edify your life. They're not trying to do anything other than uh, spark something within you. Now, I went through this list. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, Most of those are gone now. I, I are they? Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to go through. I had never heard of, at least by name, I, anyway. I went looking for them. Did you? And so they're all gone. Yeah, the only one that I could find is the one that we know is legit, which is the uh, guidepost. Guidepost. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, the data shows the vast spread of Facebook misinformation is largely powered by coordinated efforts among foreign professionals working together to spread provocative content in the U.S. First of all, let me ask you, why do you think these professionals seek to do that here? Oh, you know, I'm sure there's a few conspiracy theories about that that may or may not be accurate, but, you know, um, uh, you know, I think, I think the more, um, the more folks that they have interacting with their stuff, uh, you know, the more information that they can, they can pull. And, uh, and I think, I think that if you generate enough content and enough traffic on Facebook or other social media platforms, there are, are situations where uh, you can get paid. Absolutely. Yeah. The more hits, the more advertising you can sell. 
and you know that's not just money for the troll that's money for the platform so and i sure i brought I, last night i watched the 60 minutes piece on the facebook whistleblower who <clears throat> worked there and took some documentation out of facebook when she quit uh that supposedly and it was compelling to me proves that facebook knows that this is going on and they uh and and often if not mostly um look the other way or don't don't try to stop it because it's it's driving uh, they make more money when people are fired up about stuff that may or may not be true um, so and i think that's the part that's kind of uh, bothering me this you know may or may not be true um and if these professionals you know this again this is one part here but they're, they're targeting us y'all and we're we're following suit like we, we want this stuff. And we're not just talking about they're sharing, you know, Jesus loves you post. They're, they're sharing misinformation. They're sharing uh, divisive uh, thoughts and memes and everything else. And we are just, we're, apparently we're eating it up as Americans. Well, there's, there's, no, there's no research being done. And I would say, you know, it's, it's easy to point the finger at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter or whatever, but... Um, I mean, you don't have to go any much further than looking at most of our uh, national news outlets to see the same thing happening. Um, Absolutely. I, I, there, and it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum that you're on. Um, uh, you've got news networks who are, who they're, they're leading attribute and they're not even bashful about it is to, um, to bring news from a particular slant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I took a, journalism degree out of UT in 1985 and and and, and I, I was taught by some grizzled old newspaper men from Houston and Dallas papers and um, man if if there was any slant that showed up and most of the time if a slant showed up in something we did in class it was unintentional um, yeah, but we got you know if you, if you sh it, it said they always said if you show up in the story um, it's an F. I don't care how well it's written or how well it's researched. If, it's, if you're in there, uh, if your opinion is in there, um, it's an F. And, um, we're way beyond that. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know who's following who, um, but uh, uh, it's just become uh, this this sort of thing, I feel like, has become the norm in not just in social media, but in media in general. And, uh, uh, you know, media used to be the fourth estate, the the thing that uh, that kept everybody um, honest and uh, and truthful, and uh, and now it's just become a co-collaborator with uh, you know folks that are trying to manipulate the system. There's a particular passage in this in this article that that you shared with us, John, that says it's difficult to calculate the amount of influence such Facebook pages are exercising over American Christianity, but it certainly seems like it would be having some sort of impact. Christian pastors have congregations in their pews at best one morning a week. Mm -hmm. Facebook is in their pocket all day long, shaping their theology for its own ends. <clears throat> of course, there's no telling how many Christians, pa Christian pastors themselves are engaging with bad faith Christian content from troll farms as well. That's scary because, you know, you can try to promote truth as, as far as we understand it from from our theological training, but you know we're we're up against something that is in your face, 24/7. And and what kind of influence do we have unless we too, you know, start hammering into Facebook everything that we know and teaching theology constantly and 
then that takes us away from the true calling that we have as being pastors of a congregation face to face. But, you know, uh, I think that's part of what we should do in some way. But here's 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 the point, I think, where some of this kind of kind of rubs together is like we could all four of us, we could do that all day. Right. But yep. we are still not going to generate the kind of uh, uh, traffic and revenue and everything else right. as all that other stuff is. Right. And, and I just wonder hard. In doing that, don't you legitimize what's happening? Um, you become with, one of them. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you become, I, I think in a sense, you become a minority voice. And, you know, who decides what's, what's real and what's not? There's, there's no real oversight. Um, I remember we had a football coach at UT a few years ago. Um, and he wasn't a very good football coach, but he did say, he said this about social media. He said, um, it's the, it, the, the social media is going to be the downfall of society. Um, and we all, we all used to laugh and um, go, okay, whatever, dude. Um, but I'm not sure that he was far off. I don't know that social media is the downfall of society, but it's, I think it, 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 it could be, it's a contributor to um the the polarization of the society unquestionably but you know and this kind of reminds me of that moment in in genesis where uh all of humanity is now working toward one goal and and at that point god you know according to scripture scatters them and and uh and uh kind of messes up the language so that they can't communicate and and here we are now, we're talking about social, social media and specifically the internet, which has bridged that gap and is starting to move everything, you know, everyone toward a, a, a common site, S-I-T-E, uh, and, and developing kind of a, a, a babble of, uh, of, of information. And, and, and really, it's it, like you said, it's... Uh, it's uh, inciting. Uh, what was the other word you used, Wade? Uh, uh, provocative. 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 Purposely provocative in order to to move uh, people one way or another and into camps and and then we you know and especially uh, when there is uh, a presidential election and other elections that are involved in the United States. This is when we really really hear very provocative statements that are made throughout the, throughout the campaigns, but now it's becoming, it's globalized, it's international. It's, you know, we're, we're all uh, able to tap into the same, I guess, falsehood because uh, it's, it's always skewed. Too. Huh? I say it's instantaneous too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's more what instantaneous is? than we've ever seen before. You know, newspapers, you had to wait till the next day or at least till six o'clock on the evening news, you can get this 24 seven constantly. And that's, that's one of the, one of the well, struggling with. One of the interesting things about the Facebook piece last night was there was uh, um, this lady who was the whistleblower. She had some information where um, some foreign governments um, in Western Europe, uh, I don't remember if they said specifically who they were, but they had contacted Facebook and, and oh, it was political parties. In, uh, in Western Europe, they had contacted Facebook and said, hey, because of this incendiary um, trolling that's going on around our elections, we, we and both sides had reached out about this, we have had to um, 
to take positions that are extreme that we don't believe in order to hold on to our our base because you guys are allowing this to be the discourse around the elections. Now, you know, I think those parties certainly have some responsibility for, you know, choosing positions that they don't believe in. I mean, that's ridiculous, but, um, but, but they're, they're fighting to, you know, they're fighting to hang on to, uh, a, a base and, and power and influence. And, uh, you know, that, there's plenty of criticism to go around, but, um, it doesn't seem like there is a sort of a, an ethical moral, um, uh, framework or imperative for them to act differently. And, uh, and, I, and because most of these social media companies are independent and unregulated, mostly, um, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. Well, and I think we're seeing the opposite of that too. You got people who are calling for Facebook for being censoring uh, yeah, exactly. information. So, you know, you want them to censor some stuff, but you don't want them to censor other stuff. Well, right. how are, since when did Facebook become our moral uh, decision maker? You know, wow, that's great. Yeah. Ethical, our ethical source. Um, they're just a company making money. That's all they're doing. They're providing a platform for this information to come out. Now, the pro the problem is, and this was a statistic that I brought. Facebook probably didn't choose that position, but the fact oh. is, sixty percent of people who are on who are connected to the internet are on mm -hmm. Facebook. Sixty percent yep. of the people around the world. That's mm -hmm. staggering. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Who here isn't on Facebook? Not right now. I, well, I was just a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, and I, I, to your point, Wade, like over the last several weeks, I felt like I think I need to get away from it. It's. Uh, I've taken a sabbatical from time to time. Yeah. Not even a sabbatical. Like, you know what? I'm done. I just, there's, yeah. I get tired of reading some of the stuff I read and I get tired of seeing some of the comments that I read that, I, that are coming from, you know, faithful uh, thing, uh, you know, on topics yeah. and different stuff. But uh, to, to actually kind of several points together, we talk about the media. I mean, I think most of us now, most of us uh, realize uh, that slant that we see in the media. I think we can observe mm -hmm. that for the most part. Mm -hmm. Most of us are objective. Bias, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can see that happening and that's, and that's what we're drawn, that's why we're drawn to it so much mm -hmm. but part of what this is also kind of bringing up is there's so much more of that happening that we don't realize it's happening yeah. right that we don't recognize this is somebody else somebody in in a, in, a, in a different place thousands of miles away trying to troll you trying to incite you to feel a certain way and yeah. they're actually doing it right and you don't even know it you don't even realize it right uh more people little here and there starting to see that uh, but it's going to be one of those things where that's it's going to be something that more of us have to learn too to be able to recognize because um I, for me what so much of this is doing is highlighting that um <laughs> i don't know um, we need stronger discipleship we need stronger willingness to say that's not who i'm going to be that's not the kind of stuff i'm going to share that's not the kind of uh thoughts I'm going to have about other human beings and this and that, but um, I don't know, this is kind of, some of it's disheartening um, because I don't see it going away. I think it's the task that we have to do is, is to be consistent in, in sharing with our folks, um, 
you know, the plumb line of scripture, the plumb line of our faith, the plumb line of who Jesus is, the plumb line of who the Holy Spirit is. And, and the, more the, the more time we spend in those, you know, up against those plumb lines, we're going to begin to see just how far off, and, and it might not be much, but it's enough, so that people can begin to smell when something doesn't smell right, you know, when, when this is, and, and become aware of our own triggers, you know, that's, yeah. that's a new task, I guess, that we're going to have to begin to, to take into account is how to, you know, enlighten people about your own triggers. What are the things that, that instantly set you off that you have to feel like you have to react to or, or something like that? And, um, and where is that coming from? Is that coming from our own stuff and our own ego, our own pride, our own, you know, whatever? Or is it coming from a knowledge and, and a personal deep relationship with God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? And I think that's the, that's the ticket for the church to do. And, you know, just this is a conversation we ought to be having with children and youth. And we're winding up having to have it with adults because we never learned it as children and youth. And, and so now we're having to teach it. And, and I'm not even sure that we're even aware of how much we have to teach it because it is so pervasive and, and so in our face. I don't know. This doesn't go there, but I would love to see the, the breakdown as far as ages. Because I, I feel like sometimes uh, our kids have a better understanding of this and how this works than we do. Oh, yeah. Right? And so yes. you have older adults who are just, you know, something's online and, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Or that's exactly what I'm feeling. And, you know, <laughs> somebody just created that. So you could say that and then share it. And then you become more part of the problem. I think a lot of, sometimes our kids understand that more than we do. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked one time about a Boy Scout uh, badge, about learning how to spot fake news. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep. It was I, either, I wasn't there that night. It was episode one through 45. I don't remember. So if you're watching, just go, yeah, just go yeah. back and listen to all of those, please, yeah. and get our clicks up and our likes up so yeah. our, our ad I've, sponsors. I've got them all loaded in my phone. It's pretty much the only thing I listen to. Very good, very good. But I'm on the plane. On, 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 on Facebook, right? On Facebook. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, Wade, so Wade what you're saying also, him. what's that, Tom? I was going to say, Wade just lost a lot of credibility there. There you go. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I had credibility. I had credibility. <laughs> <laughs> borrowed. It was all borrowed, but yeah, it cost but, uh, but to your point, Brad, like maybe, like, yeah, this is something we need to be talking to our, our congregation with somehow and saying, you know, let's be mindful of how this um, affects us and even impacts our ministry. And I guess maybe that's the, one of the larger issues I have is, you know, you got people, Christians sharing stuff that I think is actually hurting our witness. And it's we, no don't, we don't, even, we don't yeah. even care. Right. We don't even care that it's hurting our witness. And right. Um, right. That's, that's what's frustrating. So. Mm-hmm. So the only Facebook page you should really pay attention to is an almost perfect podcast. That's true. That's absolutely true. There's only one troll among us. And I'm not confessing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Total silence. Yeah, nobody wanted to fess up, huh? Yeah. All right. So uh, is it me, Lord? 
He's <laughs> looking <laughs> right at me. Whoever, den- whoever denied it supplied it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So give me some uh, give me some final thoughts about about all this. What, what, what's next? Well, you know, one of the things that goes through my mind is is uh, is just simply. What we're talking about is, is we've isolated ourselves so much. I mean, in general, within the, this culture. And, of course, the pandemic has, uh, I'm not going to say it, it caused it. I would say it magnified it is that we because we can huddle in our homes and do Facebook rather, rather than. And uh, honestly, uh, even this is a step forward, even though we're in different places, at least we're face to face having a conversation and those kind of things just don't happen in our world as much as, as they need to. And, 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 and getting people together face to face and having conversation and talking through these and being committed to that. I think that's, that's one of the key roles within the, within our culture that the church itself can provide. Very good. As long as we're willing to deal with the provocative. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that your final word, Brad? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good word, Brad. Yeah. Well, and then also, I guess my final word is this is not a Facebook problem. Let's make sure we underline that. Yeah. Right. No, right. This is, yeah. This is a cultural. Facebook, Facebook is sort of, you know, updates numero uno. And so, you know, it gets all the attention, but this is an us problem. If it wasn't yeah. Facebook, by now it'd be something else. And mm-hmm. so we'd have to deal with that, but this is where we're at now. Yeah. So, all right. So if you're listening, don't share stuff that's not Christian, man, and an attitude or, or spirit. Stop it, right? You're, With Jesus well, and, Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe sometimes, even if you are sharing Christian things, maybe it's not the Christian thing to do to respond in that way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, a lot of times, you know, my dad always used to say, you know, you might just want to shut up. that may be better for everybody well and a few weeks ago i preached in the text when you know uh, uh, the disciples are arguing amongst themselves who's the greatest and and i made the comment that you don't see jesus engaging in these arguments with the pharisees they come and they want to test they want to argue and he doesn't have time for that he wants to get to the heart of what's actually uh, what actually matters and i feel like we want to argue right and that's what all this is about and maybe like you like you're saying, Brad, now's would be a good time to shut up, stop arguing, right? And and do something holy with your life. I don't know. All right. So if you're listening, tell us uh, why Tom is wrong about everything, and uh, we'll. Uh, <laughs> and See, uh, we'll, I'm the outsider. That's right. Yeah. Well, we all know you stole the statue, bro. You you have Dumpty Humpty, and it's a it's probably under your tree. <laughs> beating yeah, squirrels right, right now because uh-huh. you were in wisconsin don't tell me it was a week later don't tell me that man. <laughs> so the anyway came out later <laughs> that's right so if you're listening thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the conversation let us know what you think and uh, what you feel about uh, facebook taking over the world and our life and the church and everything else uh, so wad wad <laughs> i just called you guys wad <laughs> i thought you were talking about me Wait, why don't you just call us Wadham? I'm oh, sorry. <clears throat> Wade. 
Brad, you and Tom. I see, I see. Wade, Brad, and Tom, thank you so much for the gift of your time. I appreciate your input. Thank you. Thank you for hosting, John. Oh, man. man. You would think so, right? (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up. We will see you next time. Visit the, the website. Check us out. Leave us some comments and stuff, and we'll talk to you later. God be with you. Thank you, John. (laughs) <laughs> oh